Welcome back to this week's episode of the Crushing College Podcast. I am your host, Logan Safareko. We are so thankful and grateful for the support that we received in our very first episode last Tuesday. We have plenty of episodes coming up in the coming weeks, but also we have a great episode today with equestrian Sophie Stern, who currently attends Arizona State University, but is planning on transferring to Colorado State University next year. We chat a lot about the sport that I was not very familiar with, but she educated me to the highest degree. Let's get to it. My name's Sophia Stern. I'm currently at Arizona State University, but I will be transferring to Colorado State next year. Um, I am an equestrian, so I ride horses competitively. And an interesting fact about me, um, I don't know, I love to paint. Okay. So why why transfer? Why what, What's the, the reason for transferring? So for me, part of it's financial, um, but also um, my major. um, Right now I'm in graphic information technology, which is pretty much just graphic design, but like the more technology side of it. And I wanted to do that at first, but then I started realizing like through quarantine that it, like I didn't see myself doing that after college. And I saw myself more going, because I really want to be a photojournalist. And this major doesn't necessarily take that path of careers. So at CSU, I'll be majoring in journalism and uh, media communication. And it just goes more in the direction that I want to career in after college. Media communication, that's a really useful degree. But I think that, you know, since we've been in this pandemic for now 11 months, you kind of, it gives you time to really think about, hey, is this what I want to do? And especially because attending college as a freshman in times like this, sometimes like for me specifically, I'm like, what am I even doing? Is this like worth it? But no, I totally, that's, you know, good for you. And hopefully everything goes well because transferring schools, whether that be in high school or college is definitely not easy. Um, So walk me through, let's go back, let's go senior year, uh, maybe junior year two of high school college admissions how many schools did you apply to um was csu even in mind was asu your, your top choice what, what was that about um so i applied i believe to five schools csu was one of the options and it did come down between it was asu or csu um and what made me decide to go to cs or asu was the honors college um i was waiting to get accepted into the honors college and once i had got accepted um that just sort of made my decision for asu because i really loved the campus i was on um at the time the major was amazing because it was different than just like the regular graphic design um majors so it was unique um and the campus is beautiful and the weather is also much nicer than colorado um that was one of the factors, but I did absolutely love CSU. Um, at the time, it was just, it was more just the major and the graphic design major at CSU wasn't the direction I wanted to go to. Um, but their media communication major is amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. You're going to sacrifice that weather though. It sounds like once you go to, but Hey, if you think about it, when there's not that much, when there's no snow in Colorado, the weather is pretty nice. And even when in Colorado, the scenery is so nice that the snow looks pretty. It's not like New York city where, you know, it's snow coming. It's all gray and disgusting because of all the buildings, but it's, 
So how long have you been doing equestrian? I've been riding since I was five years old. How, okay. S starting off to where, you know, you lived. Obviously, I I know you from going to – we went to school together in first grade. So where does one ride uh, in SoCal? And then where did where did you – I totally, like, lost in your geography. Where did you move? And, like, where was home for you for high school? So um, I moved to Colorado – um, I moved to a town called Louisville, which is like okay. 10, 20 minutes outside of Boulder and 45 minutes from Denver. Um, I moved there the beginning of sixth grade. So I was there for middle school and high school. Um, and then riding, most of the barns were about an hour away Ugh. from my house in California. So it was a, it was a pretty long drive. Um, and the riding there was definitely more expensive than it was in Colorado. Just because, just because there's not that many barns out in Southern California, so that's yeah. probably why. Not that many. So then, when you when it came to you know now you moved to Colorado, did you like have any attachment to a horse? I don't know if there's like an attachment to the horses you ride with, but was there any attachment when you moved to Colorado? You're like, oh gosh, bye bye. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. I. There were definitely horses that, you know, made a difference. I don't think, I think at that time it was, I was more doing it like just for fun as my sport. And then when I moved to Colorado and I started riding at the barn that I ride at now, um, it became more serious and like I got more into it and, you know, thinking about like the future and wanting to continue to do it as possibly like a side career in the future. I think that's when more horses started to like make an implant um, because I got, I was able to ride so many different horses cause I didn't have my own and I still don't have my own. So I've been able to ride so many different rides and just experience the differences between different ones. Um, so I think now, I mean, I've definitely, definitely have horses that have definitely impacted my life. Um, but yeah, you said side career. Well, I want to get to that in a little bit. But you, you, how does one decide you want to do equestrian and get some sort of? I, 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 I don't want to assume you got some help financially because of equestrian. You got maybe an equestrian scholarship. Was that the case for ASU? Not for ASU. I did one of the schools I applied to, um, Seton Hill in Pennsylvania. I did get a full ride there for their team because their team was an NCAA team. So why, so why pass that? Why pass that up? I'm, I'm sure that it was. There's obviously there's reasons, but why pass that up? I'm, I'm out of curiosity. Um, Seton Hill is an extremely, extremely small school. Mm. Um, and although I am an introvert and talking to people isn't, you know, my choice of fun. Um, welcome, just, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. It just, it didn't appeal to me. I felt like it's just, it was so closed off and like what they considered a college town wasn't, no, it was, it, I mean, it, you consider it a ghost town, like the buildings were run down and it wasn't very nice. And I just, even though like, honestly, the barn was probably the nicest and the campus was beautiful. Um, like it, it honestly, it was like Hogwarts sort of, oh. um, but it was just so tiny. I couldn't see myself being in such a small area for so long. So going to a small school my, myself, I understand like, even though it sounds like 
uh, it's not as much interaction, but you're in small classrooms, so you have to get put on the spot in small in a small campus. So that's why I'm always like, I, I went to one lecture at UC San Diego, which had like 450 kids in the lecture hall. And I'm like, this is so friggin' weird. So I, I could never do yeah. the big school. So I, I commend you for doing the big school. But like I was saying before, when you're growing up before you go to college and you're writing, you know, do you have that in mind that, hey, I could potentially go to college for it and you, know, you got a full scholarship to a school? So was that in like a thought growing up? I think I don't think it was a thought until I probably reached my freshman year of high school, which is when I really started getting serious about writing. Um, because especially with writing in order um, for me to be considered to try out for certain equestrian teams, I had to make my own YouTube and uh, post videos on there so the trainers could see. Um, so that definitely definitely was considered my freshman year and more sophomore year and junior year as I started posting more videos and getting more um, trainers reaching out to me from the schools that I applied or planned on applying to. Um, because for the teams, you could reach out to the trainers before you even started applying. So I reached out to trainers my sophomore year of high school. Um, but yeah, yeah. What's the the practice hours looked like because you know high school's busy and you know what 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 was it like putting the hours in in high school and how does it compare to college i know it's obviously different right now because you know we haven't as freshmen haven't experienced our our universities you know full on yet and you're probably you're never going to because you're transferring but what is the the practice hours compare like for college and high school um so high school during high school, I was actually leasing a horse um, and I got lucky and I was the only one riding her because the owner didn't ride at all. Um, so I would go out um, five days a week. It was always after school or it was all, yeah, it was always after school. And during senior year, I got lucky and didn't have first period. So sometimes I would wake up at like six and go out in the morning and ride. Um, Going out, it was probably, depending on the day, I'd probably go out three or four hours. And on the weekend, it was more like seven, eight hours because I'd get asked to ride a few other horses. Um, or if some of the girls on my team weren't, were away or couldn't get out, they'd just text me and be like, hey, could you um, ride or exercise my horse for me? I can't make it out. Um, so that definitely affected it. But yeah, probably like three to five hours. How did you balance uh, school out with your your riding time? Um, it during freshman and sophomore year, it was a little harder because I hadn't like figured out, you know, studying all that stuff. Right. Um, but I'd say I just. I just sort of took it day by day and whenever teachers would give me um, give us like time in class to work on homework I'd make sure to just I just put my headphones in and just not like listen to anyone or get distracted and just get as much as I could done um, I would I'd make a list of the due dates and whatever had was due first I'd get that knocked out um, and I just continue with that just to make sure that I didn't forget 
anything, even if it was due like a week later. Um, Cause there were definitely, there were definitely scenarios where that did happen and didn't end well, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd get a planner and I just, I just organize my thoughts and make a list of everything I had that was due that week, due the next day. And I just do one thing at a time, depending on when it was due. What's the workload been like at a university? Um, this it's, are you, do you have in-person classes? I know states are different, but like, so what's, what's the college life so far at ASU? Are you living on campus? I assume yes. Cause you're in Arizona and not Colorado. So I'm just so used to asking that to people who are in local in the same state as me, but, um, what's the campus life been like for you in these past, what is it? Seven months. Um, so yeah, I have been on campus for both semesters. Um, I am, so ASU has five different campuses and I'm on the Polytechnic campus, which is one of the smaller ones. Um, so it's much quieter than Tempe, which is the big main one. Um, currently I have, I believe all of my classes are hybrid. So you can choose to go in person or do them online. Um, one of my classes is just completely online. It's just an I course. Um, so there's not even a Zoom for that. Um, but yeah, both semesters I have had, they've been hybrid. So I've had options of going in person. Um, last semester, a couple of my teachers weren't on campus. So if you went in class, they were just on Zoom on a screen. Um, but that's what the classes are like. They're not, it's not awful. Um, my campus is extremely quiet um, during the pandemic, just cause it's smaller. Um, and there's not much going on. Like, it's not really close to anything. Um, I mean, the Walmart is, I mean, the Walmart is like a three minute <laughs> drive, but I don't have a car this semester. So it's like a 10 minute bike ride. Um, but there's not like there's not really any restaurants or you know activities close by so most of the things that if we want to do we have to drive there um which makes it a less little less um fun because there's not it's so difficult to get places without a car and it's also extremely difficult to meet people because not everyone is in person there's a lot of people that just choose to do online classes so there's maybe a total of i don't know five people inside the classrooms um and most people also don't go out of their dorms they just sort of stay in their dorms because they're there's quads so there's four people in the dorms um so they just hang out with their roommates instead of going out so it's been it's been a little hard to meet people um but i also don't have a roommate my roommate never showed up last semester what um, yeah um yeah i was supposed to have a roommate and i was messaging her too and then i guess her mom didn't feel comfortable with her coming mm. during um covid so i got a new one and i tried to message her but she never responded and then she just never showed up so i don't even know what happened to her um but yeah so i haven't had a roommate for both semesters which has also made it a little harder because i don't have like someone else you know that will introduce me to their friends and you know grow yeah. the so well, I mean, COVID wise, you know, that's the best scenario. But like he said, we're 11 months into this thing. It's time to start getting social. You know, I haven't met anybody. And, and also when you're, I assume, you know, 
this is a habit when you're talking to people on Instagram and then all of a sudden you have a hybrid class and you got the masks on. You're like, oh, I don't know you. So it's very like my favorite thing is I talk to people on Instagram of my, my school and I end up going to campus and I got my mask on and they have no idea who I am, which is what's kind of nice, but also kind of like, oh, it's kind of sad. But yeah, it's really interesting to hear that there's not much campus life at, at a big school. And I assume your smaller campus would probably still be bigger than, you know, my university, which is 2,200 people. I don't even know the accurate math. But uh, so why live on campus for like what 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 was the the choice for it it's not like a it's like a like what was was it because of training was it because you know you needed a break from home what was the the thought process of living on campus um for me and just my personality um i needed i don't hate colorado and i'm excited to go back but i just needed to get out just because of what mentally i went through at the beginning of quarantine mm. And during that summer, um, my mental health just sort of went, it just dropped. Um, and so not that being here and not being able to meet people has necessarily helped that, but, um, change of scenery is always nice it, at, at yeah, some point. Definitely just like, it doesn't cure things. It, it, it definitely helps though. It definitely, it definitely did help. And just being able to go out and just be on my own and be able to do things on my own be able to experience a whole different state and living on my own, um, I feel like has definitely helped. And even though it pretty much has seemed like it would have been the same if I had stayed home, just in, you know, not meeting people and stuff like that. I feel like I still have definitely grown more than I would have if I stayed at home, just being able to experience different scenarios um, and, traveling because I have to if I want to go to the Tempe campus which is 30 minutes away I have to take public transportation so you know I've gotten used to just having to hop on a bus and go to the bus and then figure out my way around the Tempe campus so I feel like I feel like it's I'm definitely glad that I chose to be on campus because I definitely have grown and I've learned so much and now I'm able to take what I've learned and be able to you know put it to use at CSU because they do plan on having in-person classes next year and I will get an apartment. So I'll still be on my own. Um, but I feel like I've learned so much more that I can use in the future than if I stayed home. Well, well good for you. And listen, I know that, that especially at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, people's mental health going down, not an uncommon thing. It happened to me. It happened. Our, we could, I couldn't sleep right for two months. You know what I mean? But I, I think that even though I haven't, I haven't had a, a change of scenery, you know, you start to kind of feel it just for some reason, but you know, living on your own is it's, it's hard. So the fact that you've adapted and like public transportation, that's a big thing. You know, you have to figure out how to man maneuver it. Um, and you know, it's hard living in, in a dorm by yourself, but good for you for making it work. Uh, you said something a little earlier about you equestrian as a side job is you mentioned communications media is that or in graphic design is that going to be the main career the the pursuit or what what's the the career choice going to be like you know and how are you going to pursue it in college but also when you're graduating what's the so, so the goal what i really want to do and why i'm transferring is i want to be a photojournalist and eventually work with some magazine and the end goal would be work to national 
be able to work with National Geographic. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine. I read almost, I read every single article. They email me because I'm subscribed. Um, and it just fascinates me. Like, you know, the pictures that some of these photographers take, what they write about. Um, so it's always been a dream of mine to be a part of that in the photography way um, or the, you know, the communication and the media with it. Um, so that's definitely the goal. Um, and through college or through the next three years, I'll definitely um, find internships um, to help with that. And the plan is to study abroad. Um, CSU has some amazing study abroad that are related to that major. Where's um, it going to be? So, Where are you thinking of going? Well, one of them, when I was talking to my advisor, the first one she mentioned, um, it's within the journalism and media communication major is um, four weeks in Italy. Ooh. And they travel around. And I absolutely love Italy. I fell in love when I went and traveled there with my family. So that's, that's definitely on the top of my list. But they go to... I believe like Scotland, Switzerland, Greece, they go all over. Jeez. Well, good yeah. for you. I, I feel I like this is, this is very weird. Like photography, just in general, people re realize how, don't realize how hard it is. You know, it's not just aiming a camera and pressing a button like your, your, your parents do at your graduation and the photo ends up coming out not the best quality, but you know, hopefully that works out and, you know, internships, that's the key word. I feel like that that's, that's the way you start. And mm -hmm. you also mentioned studying abroad. That's, that's freaking badass. Like, that's just, that's cool. You know, I, I wish I could, I wish I could do that. Like, so we have choices, but that's like, not for me. I love, I love us right now, but who knows? I talked about yesterday, maybe going to Sweden. You never know. Countries are fun, but Italy, great, great country. And, you know, it's kind of interesting how you didn't even mention equestrian at all in that that sentence you know you've been doing it your whole life you want to do something different and i think that that's that's awesome but with that being said there's a lot of there's a lot of equestrian riders that are trying to do what you do they're trying to get into college with it they're trying to you know somewhat make a living off of it so before we wrap up just what's some advice you can give to you know gifted young riders if you will um i definitely say don't give up this sport tests you so freaking much and there's so many i mean throughout the time that i've been riding there have been so many moments where i just didn't want to continue i wanted to stop riding i went through like three months of struggling when i was leasing my horse and we just you know we weren't connecting at all um and i just i wanted to stop and i didn't want to ride anymore and i'm glad I didn't quit because it, it teaches you so much. And it not only teaches you through the riding world, it teaches you just about not giving up just in general and what can, like what comes out of not giving up. Because I mean, if I had given up in that moment, there's so many things that I would have missed out in just my life in general um and so many goals that i would have just decided not to do without the mindset that oh i didn't give up in this scenario and what came out of it wasn't you know was amazing and incredible and, 
and so many goals were reached. Um, so I definitely say continue, fight through your want to give up. Um, and also just have fun with it. Like, even if you're just struggling, just know that you're learning. And, you know, people who are riding in the Olympics, you know, they still have troubles. They still have refused to, you know, they still fall off. Like, no matter how amazing you are, you're still going to have problems. I mean, you're riding a living creature. You can't, um, you know, you can't He's control. He's in charge. The, the creature's in charge. <laughs> it, it, they're in charge. They have a mind of their own and you can't always control that. So, um, just definitely continue and I don't give up and have fun. Well, thank you so much for taking some time and just telling me, you know, what a equestrian is meant to you. And also for letting, you know, me know, I thought, you know, for you, I, I've seen you on social media. I'm like, it's equestrian or die. That's your passion. But no, you want to work for Nat Geo. That's pretty awesome. So best of luck with everything. And just thank you so much for sharing everything and transferring. It's not, I, like I said before, Sometimes it could be a hard process, but thank God you're going back to your home state. But enjoy everything. Stay safe. And, you know, we'll be in touch. I'll let you know when the episode drops. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You take care. You too.